Dear listeners, this is Kai. Before we start, thank you for tuning in. It has been a while. I'm fully aware about the last few months. As you can imagine, they were exciting. We were really busy and a lot of things happened. So I'm really looking forward to share more episodes in the near future here with you. So stay tuned. And in case you would like to learn more about Kaitos Mexico, the Riviera Maya, travel in general to Mexico and in general, well, why don't you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube at Kaitos Mexico. Today's podcast is a chat with Douglas Quinby, the co-founder of the Arrival Conference. We are sharing thoughts on what's the best of travel, why OTAs, the online travel agencies, are so successful and what might the future bring to travel. Thank you for joining and enjoy this episode of the Kai Tours Travel Tips podcast. Hello everyone, this is Kai from Kai Tours Mexico here in Playa de Carmen. Uh, this is the Travel Tips podcast from Kai Tours and I'm here with Douglas Quimby from the famous arrival conference we met last year i reached out and he is so kind and is spending some time with us here at the podcast hello douglas how are you today hi hi great to see you and hear you (laughs) (laughs) yes uh thank you uh thank you for being here it's it's a great pleasure um well i would like to dive right in uh, with you uh, in order to make the most out of the time um what is the best part of travel for you? Uh, well, I, okay, well, that's kind of a trick question, right? Uh, <laughs> seated question. I mean, uh, so the, uh, so I, th- the, the, I think typically, you know, when people think about travel, I mean, what's the, if I, maybe I could ask you or if I, you know, would ask your listeners or I could, so why don't I do this? I'm going to ask everyone who's listening. When you, when you think of the word travel, you know, what's the first word that comes into your mind? What's the first image? Like, what do you think of? Uh, and it's actually, it's quite an interesting question. You know, is it, is it, uh, going to an airport? Is it stepping on an airplane? Is it arriving at the hotel? Uh, is it climbing to the top of the Eiffel Tower or, uh, you know, looking at, you know, a beautiful beach? Like what? So I guess everybody is going to have their own image of what is the best part of travel to them. And, and that's the amazing thing about, about travel. It's, it can mean so many things to uh, to different people. Uh, so, uh, although, you know, for us in that arrival, you know, and as you know, uh, we founded our business and created a conference for what we have always called, and what I believe is the best part of travel, yeah. as our as our tagline, right? But really, that's why I started with that question. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, it's, uh, we, but we did it more from an industry perspective uh, because so I've been in the travel industry working in uh, as both a journalist, as a researcher and an analyst and also working for different companies and marketing and whatnot. And so I've been in the industry for more than two decades, uh, been to a million conferences, attended, you know, I can read all the industry media, you know, know lots of people and all of that. And what I always thought was interesting is from a travel industry perspective, like when all of the industry executives get together and what the industry is always talking about is, is travel as a business. So it's transportation uh, and it's accommodation, right? Because that's where the money is really made. I mean, the, the biggest companies in travel and tourism, yeah. most of the yeah. revenue, it's airlines, it's airports, it's hotels. Uh, and so the industry conversation is dominated by the, you know, the mechanics of travel, like the, the transportation and the accommodation. But of course, I think I actually believe that for most people, travel is, is uh, you know, it's not about how they get there as much as it is, you know, when they get there and what they're going there for, right? So it's to have the experience to see, uh, to see whatever amazing thing it is that they want to see to, uh, and we, in fact, we named our business and our conference arrival because, uh, for me, and I think for most travelers, I mean, if you think about when you take a vacation, what's the most, uh, what's the most, maybe not, well, I could say it, probably what's the most exciting part of that vacation is, is actually, I think it's right when you first arrive at the airport. Like I might think about this trip that my my wife and I took to uh, to St. Martin maybe three or four years ago, or we uh, where we it's like you I've never been there before, and you get right out of the airport, and it's a new airport. It's in the Caribbean. Like we were going in the dead of winter from where we are, so we went from cold to you know sunny and beautiful and warm and uh, Caribbean environment and different smells and and then you've got all these things planned over the next week and and so you get at the airport and you get your luggage and it's like you have just a whole week of exciting things that are about to happen it's all going to be new you don't know what's going it's like this incredible moment of anticipation it's much uh, more so emotions right it's much more emotions than that cold aspect you were just mentioning about logistics and and, and lodging it's it's yeah. more about that anticipation what is go going to happen and excitement yeah yeah exactly I mean, what's what's the best part of travel for you when you take a trip um the what i just said the looking forward to uh, it's not even the actual trip it's literally that looking forward to part that that, that really uh I, I i like to and then sharing uh experiences with with the people i'm traveling with which obviously is, is usually the family and 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 sharing those experiences with them and what happens afterwards as well talking about them you find especially now in these days I find my family sitting around the table and we are talking about a trip 
what was the best year? Uh, that was three years ago when we traveled. Uh, we traveled far away. We traveled to Germany uh, visiting my family and the children start to light up. Yeah, that was cool. And you remember that. And then maybe they're mixing things up because it was a different spot. But yeah, um, those memories you share and that's uh, what makes it in, in my consideration really exciting uh, uh, to, to travel those memories, those experiences, those emotions. And, and it's, it's very hard to, um, yeah, to see what you just said. Uh, the industry is, is boiling it down to those uh, um, factors, right? And, and yeah, with arrival, uh, coming back to, to, to you, um, you, you guys are doing a good job. You're helping um, the best part of travel, which is, is broad, which is really uh, uh, quite, quite a lot to do. And uh, I'm all, yeah, that's where we met. That's how we got, got uh, to meet each other. Um, Qantas announced a seven hour flight. I just, I'm looking over to my cheat sheet here. Um, Talking about traveling, um, I, I, I'm sure you're talking to a lot of people uh, as well, especially the way we do it right now, remotely. Nobody is really getting out or as we used to travel um, was much more easier or more obvious. And I, I just read a headline, Qantas, the airline, the Australian airline announced a, a seven hour flight to nowhere. It was sold out within 10 minutes seven hours flying over uh, the, the outback and the Great Barrier Reef. What, what do you make out of that? What, what is your opinion on that? Uh, I, I don't, I, you know, I don't, I, I don't know. I know, um, you know, Singapore Airlines is doing something and there have been some talks about like just some flights over the Antarctic. Uh, as well, uh, I you know, it's it's certainly I I just think it's another kind of bizarre manifestation of what's been a really bizarre great uh, wording. 20, yeah, twenty twenty. I I think also actually there's um I want to say there was an airline in Taiwan where they were selling like you could actually just go and. Like uh, you could go on an airplane and have an airplane meal and experience. It was like a two or a three-hour airplane experience where you could just. Uh, it doesn't even I, take off, right? Doesn't even take off, right? So I, I'm trying to. I think I recall reading something. Me too. Like that. I, you know, I think there's. I think it's. It, there's. You know, there've been a look. I, you know, the whole context, the preface of this is just how. Uh, devastating this this year has been for travel and uh, tourism and you know especially within the tour and activity and attraction sector like you know like yourself Kai where most of the businesses are small uh, so it's entrepreneurs who are by nature optimistic and enthusiastic and risk takers and try things uh, and so I think it's been amazing to see this incredible community stay so committed and positive. Um, but it, the reality is, you know, travel has been, uh, I mean, just short of, you know, decimated by, uh, by what's happened and really across all sectors of travel, but certainly 
the experiential uh, sector of uh, of travel. So you know there have been a variety of different things that companies have done. You know many companies are doing some virtual experiences. Yeah. Um, you know I'm not sure if you done. Uh, I, I the first couple of weeks, I, I did every Sunday on Facebook um, for free la, uh, uh, virtual tours, which was quite a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. So there. So this is another like I think we all miss it. I mean, travel is definitely uh, travel is um, uh, you know it's like it's not just it's like a part of the human condition. You know, it's a part of you know it's a part of who we are and what we do, and it's. So it's so strange for it to be taken away from us. Um, so I think these are efforts by, there are a lot of really interesting efforts across the industry to try to do something to give some people a sense of kind of getting back into it. And the fact that it sold out so quickly is, is an indicator. Fascinating. You know, it says a lot about, about people, about the demand people actually have that urge, right? I mean, understandable for a company who needs to make uh, revenue in order to, to survive literally in these days. Uh, that, that is one thing. But on the other hand, uh, it, it is very, uh, yeah, you, you said it bizarre uh, how, how that urge in, in a human being can, can get up, build up uh, to, to, to actually travel. And even if it is a fake experience, right? Um, I mean, it, it's bizarre too in other ways like, uh, you know, they're uh, looking at some of the big amusement parks, for example, and I, yeah. you know, where I'm seeing, you know, lines to attractions that are socially distanced. So people standing six feet apart, people wearing masks, looking at pictures from roller coasters where, you know, every six seat is, is filled. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's a very, uh, when you go into certain, there's a museum in Shanghai where you have to stand in front of a body scanner and they <laughs> take your, you know, take your temperature. And so, I think that's, there are, um, uh, it's, it's, been a, it, it's, it's been a very strange year in all of us in all of our lives and how we shop and how we interact with one another. I mean, I, uh, like in our case, you know, my, my parents live uh, just 20 miles from us. Um, however, um, they're older and, at, you know, in a high risk group and so yeah. Um, you know, we've seen them, I think, once since the, the, the pandemic really kicked off. And even though, like where we are, Georgia, in the state of Georgia, the United States, it's more or less open, um, but just out of, out of a safety um, for, for them, you know, we, you know, they don't see their grandkids. And so it's, um, it is, uh, it's just a, yeah, it's a, an emblem of, of the, you know the challenges that you know we all face this year. How are how are you guys doing? How is how's um, doing? It's it's picking up again. Let me say it like that. The first three months there was nothing going on, and uh, literally staring at the wall, watching the paint dry, or looking at at alternatives. Like I said, we were I was doing every Sunday virtual tours, and um, I had quite some fun, but. Uh, Eventually, it's it's well. It turns out people uh, enjoy watching it, but I don't see that as a business strategy on on the long term. Um, now, since June, I would say uh, things got better. It's it's picking up as well uh, due to the fact that Mexico never closed down. It was never uh, really closed. There went uh, uh, some 
there were some news that the Mexican border is closed, but it is still closed. It is the terrestrial border uh, for non-essential travel, but uh, air, uh, air travel is, is allowed. And um, so resorts are allowed to open since 8th of June, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for 30%. And now, uh, two weeks ago, they, they uh, started to uh, um, increase that number to 60%. And uh, that actually helps quite a lot. Uh, what I realize, people are coming down here. Uh, it's, a, it's a lot of newbies, let me say it like that, people for the first timers, uh, people who, young people as well. I can, you can tell that there are a lot of good deals out there. It is uh, uh, much more uh, affordable to come down here. Hotels are obviously uh, running uh, big deals and, and offers. And uh, sure. that is definitely something you, you notice we working in the in the let's say a bit more higher priced range with private tours we realize that there's much more negotiation going on but uh, eventually we we are able to uh, move some people around and we are more than happy to actually uh, show them around as you can imagine our guides our entire team is very excited to bit by bit getting back into uh, let's say a certain routine. It's not the same as it used to be, but um, at the moment where we're doing, I would say, well, uh, you won't hear me complain. We're happy with what we have and we, we just only can encourage everybody who's listening uh, to, to consider to come down here. What I see frequently is, uh, I'm reading a lot on Facebook groups, especially in the hotels, that people are, are in a, in a, positive way, very uh, surprised about the standards, about uh, the way in Mexico, the, the, the hotels, the transportation, everybody is handling it. We are all very keen, we are all very professional, and we're all very motivated to do a good job in order to have everybody feeling uh, comfortable about the decision coming down here. And that is something I think uh, people would not expect in the first place. And once they're down here, they're like, oh, this is this is more than I ex actually expected, which is always great. That's good. That's, that's really good to hear. Absolutely. Um, well, a, a question you probably have heard a, a lot. Do you see any trends? I mean, we're not, I don't want to hear or I don't want to say, say uh, virtual tours or those things, but um, OTAs are moving around a lot. There's a lot of movement going on in, in the online travel agency uh, industry. Um, do you have any recommendations for travelers? Uh, where, where do you see the next big thing happening? Do you see something like that? Uh, well, I mean, look, so first, first of all, I mean, the next big thing is uh, for people to get back to travel. Yeah, that's so <laughs> and, and to be able to travel safely, right? I mean, I think what's interesting and uh, what this kind of this, this episode that we're all going through, it puts into perspective a lot of the industry issues that I think we kind of within the industry and tour operators like yourself are going through you know, with the usual, whatever, the politics and, and um, dynamics and, and, you know, within the industry and who's buying who and who's mad at who and, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, so I, I, but I, I would say, you know, overall, um, you know, one of the biggest 
themes uh, that uh, one of the biggest trends that has been accelerated as a result of this um, pandemic is this extraordinary shift to online and to advance uh, advanced planning for uh, for companies like yourself for tours and activities. So, uh, you know, in the past, you know, whereas it's, it has been very common for us to we book our flights yeah. online, you know, we'll yeah. go to the airline website, or we'll use, you know, Expedia or whatever. And then same thing with our hotels or with our rentals with Airbnb or VRBO or whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but with tours and activities and attractions and experiences like that, most people, they tend to um, book them when they only when they get to the destination or very close in, and they often are doing it offline. Like for example, if you go to a museum, nine out of ten people they just walk up to the museum. You know, they go to the ticket office, they get the ticket, and walk right in. Agreed. And uh, and and that's been very common for a couple of reasons. You know, one is this industry is mostly a lot of small businesses and haven't really focused on technology and innovation and all of that. Um, but another reason is just simply, you know, kind of consumer behavior. Like if you're think about it, you're going on vacation uh, and it's your vacation. You don't want to have, you know, everything organized, you know, and you don't want, it's my vacation. I'm going to get up and I'm going to rent the jet ski when I want to rent the jet ski. Don't tell me like, don't make me have to plan to do it at 9am on Thursday. <laughs> I'm going to do it when I damn well please. And that's what people should do, right? It's they should um, have their break. Now, I'm being, I'm generalizing, right? Certainly, right with that. You know, there are certain experiences, right? Like if you're going to plan a once in a lifetime, you know, Himalayan trekking experience to Nepal, yes, you need to organize. You're going to book your, you know, you're going to book your guide. You're going to, I mean, some things you book in advance, right? So I'm being, you know, I'm, but in general, um, uh, I think that's been the trend. So whereas, you know, for flights and hotels, maybe seven or eight out of 10 people would book their flights or their hotels online, it was flipped in, in this industry where maybe eight out of 10 would book everything offline. Now with COVID, um, what we're seeing is a rapid acceleration of advanced booking and also booking online. One, because, uh, companies need to know what's happening in advance because uh, especially for large attractions because they have to do capacity management yeah so now all of the museums all the big attractions you have to book in advance and you have to book um you know an entry slot like are you coming at 10 or 10 15 or 10 30 and also they're getting rid of paper tickets so everything is contactless so you're not exchanging things so um, so there's been a real technology acceleration among attractions and some tour companies to enable that. And also we see consumers want that. Like they, now they're planning in advance. They want to make sure that the tour operator, you know, what are their safety guidelines? How many people are going to be on the tour? Um, can they provide social distancing? So uh, are they keeping things clean? So I think we're seeing a real shift um, in the industry. And I would not be surprised if when we come out of this, you know, we're going to see maybe three, four or five years of online adoption growth in the space of just, uh, you know, of just one. And, and of course, what that means for, you know, for companies like 
like yours, Kai, and for you know your competitors and everyone else in the industry is you know one. You know if you're not if you're not online bookable, uh, then you need to get online bookable right away. If you can't, also you need to have really flexible refund and cancellation policies because we see that's the number one thing that travelers want as well, because there's always a risk. You could book something, but then your, your trip doesn't happen for whatever reason, because of all of the uncertainty around travel restrictions. Uh, so, but operators really need to be now kind of out in front with online booking and also making all of their health and safety and cancellation options really transparent and easily accessible for potential customers. Do you think that um, that is the reason why OTAs in the last, year have become so popular among our travelers because they were always the tip of the spear with with um, flexibility uh, offering that uh, i mean at the end of the day it's the tour operator who has to comply with those terms but um it was always the the online travel agency the big ones who were uh, offering the uh, even now book without paying right just pay, uh, the flexibility the uh, um, the the ease the comfort of having everything in one place uh, do you think that's the reason why they are so successful because there are in obviously clearly from my point of view uh, as a tour operator there are some downsides as 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 a traveler booking through an OTA the communication is not there with the uh, directly with the operator if you want that if that is needed but that's probably the reason why uh, they are so successful. Or uh, what do you think about that? I, that's definitely one of the reasons uh, that they're uh, uh, so. But I think more fundamentally, there's two key reasons. I mean, one is one is simply scale. So yeah, uh, they have they have everything, or not? They may don't have everything, but they'll have enough in a destination where I, okay, I can go to TripAdvisor, Viator, get your guide, Expedia, whatever, and I can see, okay, here's, you know, 50 things to do in Playa del Carmen, right? Whereas, mm -hmm. you know, if I'm, otherwise I don't have to go to 50 different websites or a hundred different websites and constantly go back and forth. And so one, it's all there and I can see all of my options. Yeah. Number, number two is, uh, the OTAs are, uh, they're like all they are, they're basically a marketing business, right? Like they don't run tours. They don't run hotels. They don't run airlines. Like all they do is online marketing. Like the only, an OTA exists to find a customer and to get them to book your product. The dots. They don't fulfill a product. They don't run a tour. They don't have to contract supply. They don't have to make sure that, you know, they're, they've got enough kayaks or any of that stuff, right? All they need to do is get the customer and get the booking. And now, so, so they, they have armies of people who make the content. Uh, they design like the content for all of the listings. They, you know, you got, my, guys might submit it, but as you know, they often rewrite it. They rename it. Um, they'll make recommendations or changes on prices sometimes that you guys, which operators don't like, because they know, because they are looking at all these analytics, they're looking at the millions of people that come to their sites and they're saying, okay, 
we know that most people aren't going to buy this at this price if we call it like this. But if we rename it this and we price it like this, then we're going to get a lot of bookings. So, and they have all of that data. And so they can optimize their user experience and they optimize their marketing all based on data and analytics. And that's just simply, you know, that's something that no small operator or even a larger operator can, uh, can compete with. So they're just at a fundamental disadvantage with regard to understanding consumer behavior within uh, within that uh, that marketplace, um, so uh, I mean that's and yeah you know that's that's it. I mean so I think the real advantage or the opportunity for the operator there is uh, is is um, you know to really you know make sure that you have a highly differentiated you know product, and if you do, then. Uh, and it's a great product and your direct marketing is good enough, like you maintain a good Google listing on Google My Business and you work through all the channels and you can even use the OTAs as kind yeah. of like in the billboard effect uh, to reach more consumers, then there's every opportunity for operators to, um, to, win, uh, to win customers, but it's, um, it's look, it's, you know, it's super competitive out there. It's, it's tough. You know? <laughs> don't, don't tell me. <laughs> and look, I mean, you like, you've got to run your tours, right? And you've got to do all your marketing, right? So you've got like, so you've got like, you know, you've got 10 jobs in one. The OTAs, they really just do one job. They're just a hundred percent kind of marketing tech. You've got to manage your tech. You've got to manage, you know, your marketing. You've got, and you've got to manage your marketing across probably a bunch of different channels. Definitely, uh, it's not easy, right? So it's you're at a you're at a natural um, just you're at a natural disadvantage. No, thank you very much for for <laughs> all that insight. And uh, uh, yeah, as I said before, I'm very happy that that you are taking the time here with me. Um, I think we're already more than half an hour in. I always try to minimize the amount of time of the podcast. I hope you don't uh, uh, get me wrong. Do you have anything, any last thing you would like to share with, with our listeners? I know you have a rival uh, 360 coming up. Would you like to let everybody know about that, for example, or anything else? Well, so if you're in the, in thank you for that, Kai. Yes, if you're in the industry, uh, we, so our, our conference this year is virtual. Uh, unfortunately, we can't all get together in person and, you know, we all know why, um, but we're holding our conference virtually to support tour activity and attraction operators and OTAs and resellers, you know, bringing everybody together uh, to support one another. Uh, so everybody is, is welcome. We are charging for it. However, we are also um, providing a fee waiver. So if you work at a tour operator that's been severely, really just hit hard, or if you've been furloughed or if you've lost your job, then we do provide a, a, a free waiver. So you're welcome to apply uh, for that and attend uh, and attend for free. Cause I mean, right now, all, all we want to do is support, you know, one another and, uh, and uh, kind of see everybody, you know, through right to the other side. So if I just kind of leave with one message to, uh, to all your operator listeners, please hang in there and support one another. And um, for those travelers out there, uh, if there's a trip that you want to take and or an operator that you love or experience you want to have, I would encourage you to go and 
you know, make the booking now with the operator because I know they could really use the money. And there are, you know, just so many amazing entrepreneurs and small businesses out there. And I know they're good for it and they will do whatever they can um, to deliver a great experience when you are able to go uh, visit and experience that. Very well said. Thank you very much for that. And I only can add that um, I absolutely agree with you. Making a booking now is helping definitely. And um, I don't think that there's one single tour operator out there who would not refund that booking in case that has to be uh, happening. Um, so Thank you, Douglas. I, I really enjoyed the time here with you. And um, yeah, I'm sure we'll keep in touch. Thank you for being here. And I'm looking forward to seeing you on our next uh, arrival, even though this time it will be virtual. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks, Kai. You too. Thanks for having me. Bye-bye. All right. Hey, if you're still listening, you are awesome. Thank you very much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting us. If you like what we do, why don't you just put a bubble, a heart, a star, or whatever makes that thing float in the internet. Rating our podcast would mean the world to me as well. Thank you for being here. Thank you for following us. And you have a wonderful day. Good.